hello. Welcome to this episode of the Lost the Dressing Room podcast. I'm Adam, alongside uh, another Adam. How are you doing? Hello, yeah, not too bad today. So what are we talking about today, Ad? So today, we're talking about the unbelievable story of what I've called the demise of Leeds United. The rise, demise, and rise-ish yeah, again of Leeds United. Near, near death, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a story, isn't it? And to be fair, the notes you've made there, it's good. it should make for a decent, uh, decent discussion. Yeah, we've actually... Put some effort in on this one, yeah. Um, You've put a lot of effort in on this one. I'm just here for the free coffee, to be honest. (laughs) Always welcome. (laughs) Okay, so if you've never listened to us before, welcome. If you have, welcome back. And if you want to tell your friends about it, go ahead. So we're just going to be talking about many topics, just from football's past, maybe football's present and future as well. Yeah, we've got an Instagram page now, um, LTDR Podcast. Nice. Um, yep, keeping it street. <laughs> and uh, we got an email as well, um, lost the dressing room podcast at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, send anything you want in, and um, if it's good, we'll stick it on the next episode. And then we've probably got a fax number as well. Do people still use yep. faxes? Yep, um, but it just literally makes that really annoying sound, and then you have to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, mate. So, uh, so let's get started. So, Leeds United. Yeah, I mean, um, it sounds like it's just going to be like a boring story of a club that maybe gets relegated and comes back up. But honestly, this is the maddest story of any football club you could ever make up. But unbelievably, it's all true. I know. I think uh, a lot's been written and um, put on film, film about Leeds United, hasn't it, recently? Mm. But uh, yeah, they're such a, a basket case of a club. Yeah, um, you know, famous for maybe being dirty leads and, um, you know, leaving like uh, one or both feet in on most of the players they're playing against. But they were a a decent side in the the Premier League era. And um, we'll we'll talk about just how good they were in a second. And yeah, and then what what happened was they just fell and fell and fell. And well, we'll we'll go through everything that happens to them. But it is absolutely wild. They've had a hell of a history and they, they've had some really good players as well, which I think we were quite surprised looking back at the number of actual players who've gone on to have really stellar careers. And with the teams they've had, you'd have thought, well, it's very surprising that they've gone down, they went to the depths that they did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Unfortunately for Leeds, um, as you said, most of those players reached their heights at clubs that weren't Leeds. Mm. Um, but there's obviously uh, various reasons for that. But back in um, 1992, yes, Man United fans of 2000 onwards, there was a league before the Premier League. Did football exist before the Premier League? It did, it did. I used to watch it, yes. Wow. Um, How old were you then, 36? uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just have a really good moisturiser idea. (laughs) So Leeds were actually the last league champions of Division 1, as it was called then, before the mighty Premier League started. Yeah, dirty leads was uh, was the name given to them by all the all the newspapers. They were a hundred percent dirty leads back in those days, but they were also a fantastic team, and um, they had players like uh, the mighty Eric Cantona yeah. before he uh, famously dumped them and joined their arch rivals. <laughs> Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones, Lee, Lee Chapman, famous for knocking Leslie Ash about. They they almost got thrown out of the league as well at one point due to the fans' hooliganism. Obviously, we'd come off the back then of the unfortunate incident at Heisel when uh, Liverpool played in the European Cup final, as it was then, and uh, the fans pushed a wall over, killing over 30 Juventus fans, I think it was, 
all British teams at that point were banned from Europe for, I believe, 10 years, which really pissed off Everton because they had a really good team back then and they weren't allowed to play in the <laughs> European Cup, unfortunately. But what are you going to do? The season they won the, the last league title before it became the Premier League, was it a year or two before that? I think they were in the, the old second division. I think they came up, they had they hired Howard Wilkinson. I think he was the, yeah. he was the instigator of the turning point. And he brought in... He brought in your Gordon Strachan's, Chris Faircliff, Vinnie Jones, mm. Gary Speed, Welsh legend, RIP. Gary Speed, yeah. David Batty, as you said, Lee Chapman, and Gary McAllister. Gary Mack, yeah, who had a, a stellar career with uh, Liverpool after that as well. He was a good player, wasn't he? I think quite uh, and quite underrated, I think, kind of look, looking back. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, of course, Steve Hodge, who uh, oh, yeah. famously sold Maradona's shirt this year, if you're listening, in uh, 2022, for £7 million. Should have held out for £12 million. I know, yeah. I uh, lost out there. wonder how much um, Peter Shilton's shirt went for that year. <laughs> Never mind, Peter. Let it go. He's dead now. In a cloud of white dust. So, Leeds win the league, 1992. Yep. After that, so the Premier League kicks off. Yep. It's all uh, fuss and bluster and Sky TV and... Um, what was that theme tune they had? Like, Keys and grey and everything. and the, yep. the glory days. It all kicks off and Leeds finish 17th okay. in the first Premier League season. But back then the Premier League had more than 20 teams, I believe, as well. Yes, there was a period it was, it was 24 teams, was it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I know they had a bit of a cull the one year, didn't they? Was it 94 or 95? <clears> I think yeah. about four, was it four teams were relegated. That's when they were rejigging the leagues, weren't they? Because it, it used to be... Premiership, as it was then, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3. Yeah. Then it changed to Championship, Division 1, Division 2, I think. And then it eventually League 1 and League 2. And God knows what else. I mean, it was getting ridiculous by the end. Um, I, always, I always thought the Championship was a ridiculous name for the for the second tier. Yeah. Because that ultimately, I always used to think, well, that just sounds like your dream is always to win the Championship, isn't it? Yeah. But ultimately, no, that's just the, the league below the big league. But I think we just it's just become ingrained in culture now, hasn't it? You still used it a few times when uh, <laughs> yeah. Mate, mighty we, Newcastle have won the championship. We have won the league. I always say that when people talk about <laughs> trophies and the lack thereof of trophies, the championship is is the pinnacle. Mm. Yes. Ask, ask Jamal Lascelles. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> Sunderland can only dream of winning the championship now, and I can't need to be fair. So fuck Sunderland. Oh no, they are finally back up. They are, yes. After uh, even even Netflix got fed up with them in the end and stopped filming them. Yeah, I know. It was all downhill after they sacked Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> he actually crops up in here later on, believe it or not. Yeah, you can do that's an episode in the future, I think. <laughs> yeah. Paolo Di Canio and the dysfunctional manage, managerial career. Yeah, possible Nazi. <laughs> so 93-94, the season after, Leeds finished fifth. Much more respectable. Not bad. Considering they were champions a few years before. Uh, the following season, they get to the League Cup final. And get trumped by Villa 3-0. That was a decent Villa team. Was it Dwight York, Dalian Atkinson? Saunders still there then? Yeah, probably after he's fallen out with Liverpool. um, Before he's drunk driving charge, put him in prison. Bored the world to death on TalkSport. The the same four stories. But yeah, no, Villa did have a good team. Was Big Ron there then? I think he he might have been. I think he might have been. Savo Milosevic. Whatever happened to Big Ronnie? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to ask Marcel Desailly, might know. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is going to just kind of be a case of as well as we're going through this, just me remembering random players from yeah. the mid to late nineties Premier League. That's what I found while I was doing the research for this. I was I was amazed at 
like you said, how many players have passed through these teams? Did you collect the sticker albums? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Didn't they used to be bigger back in the day? Yeah, they definitely. I know yeah. people say your hands have got, have got bigger. I got one a while ago, Euro 2016, I think it was. Mm. And the stickers were tiny. I've I've seen that. I think you're definitely onto something there. Yeah, yeah everything, well, everything's gotten smaller now, isn't it? Snickers. <laughs> What's this podcast about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even remember. 99-2000. Um... Leeds make it to the Waffa Cup semi-finals. Oh, the, the prestigious Waffa Cup. It was, at a, at a time, yeah. Um, unfortunately, they lose to Galatasaray 4-2 in aggregate. And even more unfortunately, there's a lot of trouble with uh, Galatasaray fans. And two Leeds fans are tragically stabbed and lose their lives that night. I remember that. And before the game, Galatasaray wouldn't give the minute silence to the fans, I yeah. believe. So I think the Leeds fans took it upon themselves, I think, to yeah, carry um, a bit of a, one, well, one of their own. I remember thinking at the time, we'd come off the back of that British club ban in Europe and then, you know, here's this happening and literally nothing happens. Galatasaray allowed to go through to the final where they actually defeat Arsenal. I remember, In yes. the final and win the fucking tournament like. <laughs> it was on penalties wasn't it yeah so uh, but the, the fans and all of the staff at the time did remarkably well to honour the two fans that had passed away I think their form fell off a cliff a bit didn't it after after that match as well I don't know if it was a fallout from everything that happened but yeah it took them a while to, to regain their form they ended up finishing third that year um, but yeah they probably could have gone higher um, but as you said, you know, you can't really blame him for that. I mean... Um, so that was third. What was the next the next season then? So it was 2001 season, 2002? Yeah, that this season they bring in a lot of um, players that I think a lot of people will remember. Uh, Paul Robinson, former England number one keeper in goal. Yeah. Lucas Radaby, who always looked like he was about six and a half feet tall. <laughs> Powerhouse yeah. from South Africa. Yeah, he's a great player. He actually signed from the, the Kaiser Chiefs, which is no why way. that band chose that name, because they were all Leeds fans, weren't they? Who says this podcast wouldn't be educational? See? Stick that in your fat pipe. <laughs> Cheers, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Other research materials are available. Um, Ian Hart and Gary Kelly, two Irish fullbacks. Oh, Ian Hart. I remember he scored a few bangers at oh, a free kick. Free kick dynamo. Yeah. That's my Tony DiRigo I used to like as well for Leeds, a random, random Leeds left back. Yeah, I don't like him now on TalkSport. No. I, I don't do. like anyone on TalkSport. That's all I'm going to say all throughout this podcast is everyone who I hate on TalkSport. Yeah, if you reel off the names of the TalkSport presenters, yeah. I mean, it's a who's who of just bellends. Yeah, exactly. At least Alan Brazil just admits he's a drunk, <laughs> gets on with it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I quite like Ali McCoy though. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good on uh, commentary as well. Oh, it's just like he's just sat, just watching. TV. It's like he's on Gogglebox or something, yeah. isn't it? He's just watching. He's just watching the match, and he just sometimes he's just taking the piss. So he's he's having the time of his life. Yeah, he's literally like watching it with one of your really good mates, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, but he's on the telly. Yeah, like. exactly. Um, who else did they have? David Batty. Um, like an angry middle-aged dad. No football ability whatsoever. No. How he got England caps, I will never <laughs> ever know. But he would kick the shit out of anyone that came near him in midfield. And just don't put him on penalties. Talking of getting the ki- shit kicked out of you, uh, Alfie Inga Harlem was there. Famous oh. for having his legs snapped in half by Roy Keane. Oh, what a brutal challenge that was. I watched that the other day, actually. And Did he, did he even play? Did he play after that? He did, did, yeah. There's a there's a, an old wives' tale that ended his career, but he did actually play on after that. Not that game. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, they, they kind of let him have a rest for the rest <laughs> of that match. Otherwise, Keane would have gone for the other leg, I think. But, oh, um, snowflakes. But he did, he did play on. He did have some sort of career. And um, his son, 
Sun's not bad. To yeah, be fair apparently enough. Sun's not bad. At the time of recording, he has a long time for Man City as we're Erling, in the club yeah. season now. They are an ugly family, you know, absolute demon of a striker, Erling. But oh my god, he looks like the monster off the Predator when he takes a mask off. Just get some surgery in it. Yeah, <laughs> sort it out, Erling. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm only saying that because I've got no footballing ability and I'm poor. <laughs> and ugly, don't feel ugly. Well, you know, easy now. <laughs> got feelings. <laughs> and of course, Lee Bowyer. Decent player back in his day. Yep. Um, almost signed for Liverpool at one point as well. And thank God he didn't. We will talk about Mr. Bowyer and Mr. Woodgate, who eventually signs here as well, um, because of an incident that affected not only their time on the pitch and their own freedom at one point, but mm. also the share price of Leeds, yeah. which contributed to a lot of financial difficulties that they will find themselves in. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. So 2000-2001, this is the, the, the big, big season for Leeds. They bring in other players, Dominic Matteo from Liverpool, Danny Mills, uh, Rio Ferdinand. Nice. Remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Olivier Decor. Alan Smith, Robbie, I've always dreamed of playing for, insert club, Keane, yeah, Mark, Mark Viduka as well. A few of those went on to play for, for Newcastle as well. Good group of players there. Yeah, they went on to have, uh, have decent careers. Viduka, I think he came from Celtic, didn't he? And he tore up in Scotland, as, as most players yeah. do. But uh, yeah, he was just he, he was just kind of just, uh, just no pace at all whatsoever. No, and he always looked overweight. Yeah, always. Yeah. But he, he would bag goals in, and he was also got on championship manager if yeah. you sign him early on. Really good, yeah. yeah. Him and, just get him and Henrik Larsson from Celtic and then the smash goals. In. Didn't he absolutely beast Liverpool one game as well? Not kind of jumping forward too much here, but do yeah. I remember? Didn't he score? Was it a hat-trick guard? Can you yeah, remember? Yeah, well, um, you know, we can't spend all the time talking about him on the podcast. We'll no, probably have to move on. We'll have an episode on that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. I remember watching that game and um, I remember Martin Tyler said at the start that all his family's all watching from Australia and then he's, he scored all four, I think. Yeah, I he remember that. all four goals. Um, we were leading twice and he just fucking destroyed us. That was a typical Liverpool at the time, wasn't it, really? But that was a good Leeds team. It was. And um, it was so good that they stormed their way through the Champions League, Oh, believe they, it or not. It was a hell of a, hell of a Champions League campaign. So, Group 1, they were in there with Barcelona, Milan and Besiktas. Um, they only lost one game in that group. Yes, that's right. And through the benefit of watching highlights on YouTube, they <laughs> it was a Barcelona away. They lost 4-0, didn't they? But they, yeah, they smashed Besiktas 6-0. I think Lee Bowie had an absolutely fantastic game. But they had, they had a lot of good players. And the way they played as well, they were just, you can tell they had a really young team on the front foot. Yeah. Played really, really good football. And it was a bit unlike Leeds. Before O'Leary, they had George Graham. And yeah. they had some of the football they played was, was really dour, really dire. I remember they had so many games where, defensively, fantastic. But they just never looked like scoring. And I think David O'Leary coming in, mm. they just, yeah, they were just a good team to watch. Yeah, he was a lot more exciting, wasn't he? And um, yeah. yeah, they had to bring Graham in to shore that defence up, which he did, obviously, because he was famous for that anywhere he went. Um, but as you said, just no attacking prowess whatsoever. And o- O'Leary just went for it. Signed pretty much anyone he wanted. Yeah. Um, Leeds were being bankrolled like crazy at a time. Um, we will touch on that a bit later as well. I always thought the Packard Bell was quite an iconic sponsor of Leeds. I always, I that's kind of always, I always remember that as kind of their prime years. I always remember the kits. The kits used to be a lot better in the late nineties. Yeah. They used to be a lot more unique. Now yeah. it's just 
cut and paste from Nike, isn't it? Adidas, or Adidas, yeah. whatever you say. Yeah, they had it was kind of off white, wasn't it? Yes. The Leeds kit. It looked quite cool. So they had the famous Strongbow sponsorship as well yes. after that. And um yeah, they had that kind of bright yellow away kit and yeah, they had really good kits leads to be fair. And the players playing in them weren't too bad either right no. this time. So they storm through group one, they go to I don't know if everyone will remember this, but back in the, in the day, in the early stages of the Champions League, they came up with a new format where they'd have two groups. Yes. And it took about 18 months to finish the <laughs> Champions League campaign. Newcastle were involved in one of those Champions League seasons with the two group stages, and yeah, it was a slog. Terrible, like. And, uh, so group two, they didn't really fare any better with, with, with the draw. They get drawn against Real Madrid... Lazio and Anderlecht from Belgium. And that's when Lazio were half decent as well. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Real Madrid, I believe they won this champion. Did they win? No. Was it this? Yeah, yeah, they did. They played Valencia in the final. Yeah, yeah, Valencia. So Real Madrid go on to win it. Um, Lazio, as I said at the time, great. And Anderlecht from Belgium, you never know. They only lost two games in this. And they actually beat Lazio in the Stadio Olimpico as well, in Rome. Impressive. And going back to that game, I remember they played Barcelona at home, I think, in the it was in the first group stage. Mm. And they were seconds away from winning. They went 1-0 up with Bowie scoring a free kick. And it was literally like the last few seconds of the game, Rivaldo scored after Robinson absolutely had the game of his life. Yeah. And it was, you could just feel the air just being sucked out of the stadium. Because I mm. think that they won, they went through to the next round. And yeah. they had to beat Milan away to progress. And they ended up beating Milan. So, yeah, no, they came of age that season. Yeah, I mean, absolutely flying through Europe. They then, straight through to the quarterfinals as it was then. No last 16 rubbish. And they played Deportivo La Coruña. And they used to have a few decent plays on Champ Man. Didn't they have that, that one season when they were 3-0 down to Milan and then they beat them 4-0 in Spain? <laughs> yeah, that sounds... That sound, that yeah, about. which is like yeah. the first time it had ever happened, I think, anyone had come back from that Are they in La Liga? Are they yeah, in... Deportivo, yeah. Are they in La Liga nowadays? Are they not in yeah. there? Okay. Oh, now, yeah, I think they are, yeah. They had some good players back then, Roy McCoy. <laughs> the most least sounding Dutch player yeah. ever. Yeah. I think he went on to Bayern Munich after that as yes, well. And did, yes, did pretty well. Um, so they they dispatched Deportivo back to sunny Spain and three two on aggregate. And unbelievably, this puts Leeds into the semi finals <laughs> of the Champions League. Crazy first year in the Champions League. Yep. If they got out of the first group, that was seen as a success, especially in that with the groups that they oh, had. Yeah. Both the groups they had. Yeah, you could argue two groups of death there mm. really in a row. And this is a. a David O'Leary's come in and delivered two European semi-finals back-to-back for, sh- for sure. So they play Valencia, who oh, yeah. famously managed by Rafa, the Spanish waiter Benitez at the time. <laughs> hey, I'll not have a bad word said against Rafa. <laughs> Lord Rafa, he nearly relegated Everton, nearly. They just got rid of him at the wrong time. They draw 0-0 at Ellen Road, so not too bad, mm-hmm. looking good. This is a team with um, Claudia Lopez, Pablo Aymar. Yeah, Mendieta. Yeah. Um, probably too early for David Villa and David Silva. I don't know if what they... year would that would that have been 2001? 2000, 2001. 2001. Probably just before. Yeah, I would say they so. Came in. But in you know, Valencia had a, an awesome team back yeah, then. They, they did. Yeah. They actually reached the Champions League final the year before as well. Oh, did they? And they lost to Bayern Munich on penalties. Wow. Oh, okay. So Rafa got to two finals in a row. Uh, unfortunately for Leeds, it all comes crashing down in the second leg. Valencia overpower them in the Mestalla and beat them 3 0 on aggregate. And the, the, the Champions League dream is over. I think Mendieta, he had an awesome game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think. that's another player, Mendieta. Yeah. yeah, he was a player who had a bit a bit of a nomadic career after yeah. after this season, didn't he? Ended up at Middlesbrough at one yeah, point. Yeah, you know, forget your, your Valencia Barcelona gigs. Um, 
most famous for playing at Middlesbrough. Down at the Borough with Alan Boxic and uh, Mark oh, yeah. Viduka and again. Yeah, Viduka again, yeah. Yeah, not a golf on a tangent, but yeah, uh, yeah they, they, yeah, Middlesbrough had some decent players, but anyway, moving the, on. The craziest top class player at a random club has got to be Edgar Davids of Barnet. <laughs> <laughs> that will never be topped. No, I, think. I don't think it will be. <laughs> If you can think of any random players, listeners, just because this is what podcasts seem to do, if you can think of any random yeah. players, you use the social, use the socials, let us know, and we'll we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Yeah, we'll put all the links in the description uh, so you can log on there wherever you signed on to this podcast uh, through Apple or SoundCloud or anything like that. Um, yeah, just let us know. Ravinelli as well. He was out of a player to oh, go His first game for Bury banned a hat trick in against Liverpool. That was Liverpool. He'd done that celebration with a shirt over his head. Like, yes. Everyone was doing that in the playground. The and next day. Liverpool wearing their cream away yeah. kit, weren't they? Ecru, it was called. Ecru, what yeah. the colour? I used to have that shirt. I think it meant that was like a play that Liverpool signed. Ecru. No, yeah, well, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> we weren't that great at the time. We probably would have signed him, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leeds actually finished fourth that year. So, Champions League semi final, finished fourth. Unfortunately, Back then, the coefficient with England didn't include fourth place for the Champions League. Damn it. So this had big repercussions because um, Leeds needed the Champions League money that they'd earned to reinvest in the team. Um, Leeds had floated their team at this time as a PLC or public mm-hmm. limited company, which meant they had shareholders and in investors. Yeah. And they wanted a return on the investment, and um, they gambled a lot of lot of money on high wage players. Um, they were going to expand the stadium. They were going to build this kind of uh, hotel complex all around, and a large part of that was down to the uh, possibility that they would get this Champions League funding. What was the money like then for like Premier League teams at this time? Because nowadays, I mean, every team is just is just rich. I think Leeds earned ten million pounds during that Champions League run. So that shows you the the the, yeah. the, the difference between then and now. Values, considering if you get promoted from the Championship now, you get what one hundred and forty million. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, crazy. you get these parachute payments, don't you, as well when you come down. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was a different world back then. Money wasn't as crazily inflated as it was now, and yeah, simpler times. People aren't um, selling petrol on street corners like <laughs> they are now. Um, so, unfortunately for Mr. O'Leary, it comes to the end. I think he managed the next season, but he finished fifth. And immediately after he finishes fifth, um, he is sacked by Ridsdale. Bit of a victim of his own success, really. Yeah, literally. Oh, no, looking back on it, I've written down his finishes here. He did four seasons at Leeds mm-hmm. as um, manager, and he finished fourth, third, fourth, and fifth. It's not bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, my God, they'd snap your hand off yeah. for that now. Plus, two Champions League, uh, sorry, two European semi finals wow. in the WAFA Cup and the Champions League. I mean, you know, if anyone delivers that for Leeds now. Oh, I know. Bielsa was like, Bielsa seen as a god just for getting him at yeah. 17th in the Premier League. And all he did was sit on a bucket <laughs> and spy on people. <laughs> um, on that later. David O'Leary had a quote. I, I won't do the Irish accent. It was mad. <laughs> Apologies to our Irish yeah. listeners. To be sure. Who am I kidding? We haven't got any listeners. <laughs> it, it was madness. Do I think I was good for Leeds? Yes. Was I unfairly sacked? Yes. Straight, straight to the point there. You can't say fair with them, yep. not really, can you? Should I have been sacked? No, fuck Peter Risdale. Yeah, pretty much. He's binned immediately at the end of the 0102 season. So who, repla- who replaced him? Who would you bring in to replace him? Sam Allardyce. 
So, <laughs> big Sam. Give a giggity till the end of the season. Back in, <laughs> back in, back in the day, unfortunately <laughs> for Leeds, um, there wasn't really a big draw on hiring foreign managers just yet. It was all British, really. It was, and yeah. you wanted a top British manager to manage your English club in the English Premiership. Who was about at the time then? It's Harry? Harry has got to have been around at the Harry time. Harry was around. Graham Souness had been removed from Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Big Ron was still floating about. Roy Evans? Um, Roy, yeah. He, he'd gone from Liverpool by then. Um, like you said, it wasn't kind of like today where you kind of scour, the, scour Europe for no. the next uh, sexy manager, as That's it were. That's it. So they bring in Terry Venables. Oh, El Tell. Yep. The man, the, the, the man with the permatan. <laughs> yep, he would... He would literally be tanning during interviews just to top it back up again. Yeah, he was a proper wheeler dealer, wasn't he? Not even oh in the football God. teams. Just no, yeah, he, just literally taking bungs. Yeah, yeah taking yeah. bungs, set a selling just like a car park full of Ferraris outside after a match. Well, in that vein, he immediately sells club legend Rio Ferdinand to arch rivals United for thirty million. And in those days, that was a hell of a, pro- oh, hell of yeah. a lot of money, wasn't it? Leeds were happy as Larry about that because. Um, as we'll see a bit later on, they were in financial straits at this point. They gambled all their money on the club achieving trophies and top place finishes and cups and they hadn't delivered anything. And Ferdinand to United for that kind of money, they, they literally admitted afterwards they would have took way less for it. You know, this, this literally kept them afloat for the majority of the season and meant they didn't really have to sell anyone else at that point. Yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, they still had a good team. I mean, Real Ferdinand, although he was a big player for them, I was trying to think who else they had at centre-back at the time. Back at, Well, Radaba, Radibi. Radibi, yeah. Uh, I think Matteo was still there. Dominic Matteo, um, Danny Mills. Yeah, Woodgate was still there Woodgate, at this point. Robin and goal. Yep. So they had a decent back line there. So you would think, okay, they, if they could get a few bargains in the, tra- in the transfer market, they could they could certainly be up there again. Well, they do bring in Nick Barmby. You know, there is the ultimate 90s, 2000s Premier yeah. League player. Who didn't he play for? Yeah, just looked like someone's mate who like <laughs> was kind of good at football, but then probably played Scrabble as well. Yeah. Yeah, you would you would just bring him along as just like the extra one for a kickabout in the park. Yeah. He was just a mate of a mate. I don't know any exciting stories about Nick Barmy at all. He's like James Milner, isn't he? He's yeah. just kind of like the James Milner of the nineties. But at least James Milner's got like a, a trophy hall that he can look back on. Barmy like never really did anything and didn't you know? He was just turn up, play games, and go home again. Did he qualify for a medal? Did he play for Liverpool when they won the the quadruple? Was it the quadruple oh, they he won might on the, have been in, in the treble, team then, Yeah. Maybe he did win that then. Did he played much. I'll let him off. I don't know. He played for England a few times as well, didn't he? Well, who hasn't played for England? Oh, lay off Nick Barnby. What's he ever done to you? Nothing. Literally, he's done nothing. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Punch a kid in a in a face. Do something. Now nah, we we love Nick Barnby here on the Lost Dressing Room podcast. Apologies if we've offended anyone with yep. with these comments. Send in um, any kind of criminal activity that Nick Barnby <laughs> may have committed. If we um, get Nick Barmby on the show, should we try and get Nick Barmby? Let's probably. <laughs> he hasn't got anything better to do. Could probably he? phone him up now. <laughs> I am friends with Sean Dundee. Remember, <laughs> oh, Liverpool God. legend. Who? 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 Who literally remembers Sean Dundee apart from you? I do. I had a, a Twitter exchange of him. We're like besties now. Did he even play for Liverpool? Yeah. Did he? Did he actually play? I remember seeing. I remember a guy who they signed. Who there was a little bit of. I don't even say fanfare about it. it was just a random person in a Liverpool shirt that Gerard Houllier had signed, I think. And then I don't think he ever actually played for Liverpool, did he? He's the second most famous Dundee in the world. 
after <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah, exactly. That says it all. That was his great uncle. Yeah. Released some films. <laughs> but Sean played for Liverpool. And it, I think he does the commentary on uh, Bundesliga football now. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that that was his uh, current uh, yeah. situation. I think he was he's like a native German, even though he was from South Africa. Okay, there we go. Again, lots of dressing room podcasts. Yep. Educational. It all happens here. Famous players just, you know, we just drop big names on this podcast. Do you think, can we get Sean Dundee on the podcast then? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, Sean, if you're listening, well, you obviously are listening. Yeah. Just come on. Come Why would he be listening? He's, he, you know, he's almost my friend on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll message him after. He'll be on. Don't worry about it. I'll probably get him to do some editing or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just make up some shit about Nick Barmby. <laughs> Nick Barmby and Sean Dundee, the yeah. dream team. The dream <laughs> partnership we yeah. were robbed of. If you could get anyone bigger than that, I don't want to know about it. Yeah, you can fuck your Harlands, fuck your Mbappes, Barmby and Dundee. Talking of big signings, Ve- Terry Venables also signs Paul Ocon. Who? I thought it was Paul Oakenfield at one point, like the the DJ from the nineties. Oh, okay, that's... I th- believe he's Australian. Maybe sounds sounds Aussie. Yeah, and I don't know anything else about him well, at all. Well, let's assume he was because Venables did manage the Australia team, yeah. didn't he? After he managed England, didn't he? And then he kind of he seemed to drop off the radar. I, I think he just had a few like backroom backroom jobs, assistant manager jobs. Mm. I want to say. Yeah. And then he just turned up at Australia really randomly, and then. He turns up at Leeds and he signs this Paul Ocon. So, again, Paul, if you listen. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I want Paul Ocon on. I have to draw the line somewhere. Paul, if you're listening, get on here. Tell your side of the story. No, we're, we're too busy with Sean and um, Nick. Um, LT, LTDRpodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. <laughs> Terry actually starts off all right. They have wins over Man City 3-0, Newcastle 2-0, and believe it or not, Man United 1-0, they beat them. Was this the beginning of this? When did yes. he come in, Venables? Was it the beginning of this season? Or? Yeah, yeah. Straight straight in, yeah. Um, for the 0203 season, they'd uh, already got rid of O'Leary. Okay. And uh, Terry had the kind of end of, of the summer and then straight in for the season. So they didn't start off too bad. But then, one win in the next 10 games. Ouch. Yeah, which isn't great. Form. Yeah, and um, they also back in the Waffa Cup due to their fourth position, they're knocked out in the third round by Malaga, Ooh. two run on aggregate. And Malaga, as they are now, were not a good team back then. Malaga, yeah, Malaga weren't exactly a European powerhouse back no. then, were they? Um, I think they got knocked out at home as well. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, they did. At, Ellen Road, which makes it even worse. The Leeds fans will be coming and settled, I bet. Yeah, and they're not the um, quiet bunch you'd imagine normally. They are quite vocal down not, at Leeds. Not like Wigan fans or Brighton fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, which didn't bode well for Eltel, is um, they got knocked out of the League Cup, but they'd actually got quite deep into by arch-rivals Sheffield United. Wow. Who were in Division 1 at the time. Was that Neil Warnock managed Sheffield United? Uh, probably back then, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. there for a few years, wasn't he? Yeah. Paddy Kenny. Yep. Uh, both of which would end up at Leeds. Meant to be. It's come full circle. Yeah, uh, coming into January, Bob Marley comes to town at Ellen Road and there is Exodus. <laughs> Do you like that? What's the Exodus? Exodus. Oh, okay, that's, that's don't like... Do you know the song? I don't. No Woman, God. No Cry. Fucking kids. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, only, I'm only 18, aren't I? What? (laughs) 
Woodgate is sold to Newcastle. Hell of a player. Bit of a shame he was played by injuries, but he could have been, he would have been an England regular. Yeah, he was another big player for Leeds, really, along with Ferdinand as well. I think they were, they were beginning to lose the spine of the team, weren't they? Yeah, and um, was it after this then he had these famous transfer to Real Madrid? Oh, <laughs> yes. The best debut ever <laughs> for any player. So he, sco- he scores an own goal and then he gets <laughs> sent off. After well, the first half, quite early in the first yeah. half, wasn't it? I, I don't think he got any better than that, and he was quickly shipped back to England after that as well. Like, he, he was injured, wasn't he, for most of his time at Madrid also? I can't believe anyone in Madrid was excited about that transfer. Well, Real Madrid and centre-backs, they don't really go together, do they? They're no. not really Galactico signings. They should just go for the, the, the latest wonder kid, the latest big name the latest big name signing. I mean, you've got, you've got Zidane, you've got Figo. Yeah. Beckham. Beckham. Thomas Graveson. Thomas Graveson. <laughs> Adebayor. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. They, that's that's an episode all on its own. Random players that Real Madrid yeah. signed. Random shite players. Do you can they just get pissed up sometimes and just like open the paper and they're like, ah, I'd sign that guy. <laughs> I, wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised. Who else have they? Royston Drenth. Do you remember Yeah, him? he was at Everton, wasn't he? Yes, and he, I think he was at Reading as well. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was meant to be the next big, again, the next big thing, the yeah. wonder kid, but yeah. Wow, there's been some shit players there. Michael Owen. Oh, Michael Owen, yeah. Oh, what a, what a tosser. Yeah, cunt. To Leeds United. Tremendous. <laughs> um, yes, following old Woody out the door, Fowler went to Man City. This will become extremely controversial later. I will tell you all about that. Uh, Lee Bowyer finally has enough and joins West Ham. Olivier Decourt, famous for being French, went to Roma. And Robbie Keane joined his 412th club when he went to Spurs. Yeah, that's that's their best players really, isn't it? I think any chance of them getting into Europe now, I think was, was over really, wasn't it? What made um, the Woodgate transfer a bit underhanded was Ridsdale, who was still the chairman at the time, didn't even inform Venables that he was selling Woodgate. Oh, wow. He was a sneaky twat, mind, wasn't he? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there was massive amount of strange movement going on behind the scenes at Leeds. And you got to remember back then, there wasn't the, the draw into social media like there is now. Mm-hmm. You can literally find out what anyone's had for breakfast. And, yeah. you know, you can't go out and shout at anyone without 10 people filming it and then selling it to the sun or someone. True. But, um, Back back then, you know, things were were hidden more. Leeds were in dire, dire straits at this point. Um, They were having to sell all these players because they needed to balance the books. Otherwise, the only option was to go into administration. Who did they have left in the team then? I mean, could could they sell anyone else and just bring the youngsters up? They did bring a lot of youngsters through. Um, I think they eventually signed people like Aaron Lennon, Jermaine Pennant, Jody Morris came through, Scott Carson. That's a who's who of wasted potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently, the the following season, they did try to sign Patrick Berger, Marcus Babel, Henningberg and Paolo Di Canio. I told you we'd pop up again. Uh, But (laughs) they they fouled on all of them. So they settled on Jody Morris, who, um, of course, famous for insulting American fans about terror attacks of 9-11. Nice. And followed that up by being arrested with John Terry outside a nightclub and charged with a fray and actual bodily harm. Stay classy, Chelsea. That's the kind of player you want in your team. Yeah, you know, definitely. 100%. And then Jermaine Pennant, who would famously sign for Real Sociedad long after this 
and just forget that he had a Porsche and leave it at the airport. As you do. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, he, had a, he had a bit of a strange career, Jermaine Pennant. He was another one who kind of came through, was going to have a fantastic career. And then he went to Liverpool. And as for most players, you go to Liverpool. And then your career just goes downhill. Yeah, he never really. I think he scored one good goal against Chelsea, I remember. Lived off that. Binned it in the, in, in the, in the top corner. And that was about it, yeah. He went to, he went to play in Thailand as well. Yeah, just he just filled himself full of tattoos, and that was basically it. Yeah, and left random Porsches lying around. <laughs> um, so unfortunately for Eltel, the the death knell is sounded, and he's sacked in March of that season. It's just too much going wrong. The squad's depleted. The fans have turned on him. He's so bright against the whiteness of the Leeds kit. <laughs> they just can't have him in, in in the dugout anymore. So they bring in another legend from the British game, Peter Reid. Sunderland legend. Yeah. What did he do after Sunderland? Played, like... He played in um, that soccer raid and smashed that pop star's legs. Oh, did he? Do you remember that? No. Slid, slid across the floor, took it way too seriously and like half crippled the bloke. Oh, as he should. I think it was someone from The Wanted or some shit. Oh, happy days. Yeah, everyone cheered. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit, he, he was at Sunderland and then he kind of, he, another one, he disappeared for a while. The same as Venables. They just they were two random managers who seemed to be, they had a decent spell yeah. at one team or another and then just turned up way past the sell-by date. Yeah, a bit like Nigel Clough, really. He just kind of lived off his dad's yeah. fame, didn't he? And never really cut it anywhere he went. Yeah. Um, as a manager. like Reedy does all right. He manages to keep Leeds up that season. Impressive. Culminating in a 3-2 win away at Highbury against Arsenal. That's a hell of a result, especially back in those days. Arsenal, Highbury was, was a fortress for them. And Arsenal, that was a hell of a team Arsenal had back then. This is a, uh, a now really famous victory as well because... Uh, the following season, Arsenal go unbeaten in the Premier League oh, and wow. become the Invincibles. Wow, there we go. So was this result against Leeds, they mm-hmm. they got their act together. Yep, and um, yeah, they uh, haven't shut up about it ever since. <laughs> they drew about 82% of the matches <laughs> yeah. that season. Yeah, I'm sure there was a few favours from the refs in there, but I can hear Gunas screaming at the, the radio now and saying, oh, I was all fucking legitimate, you're just jealous, no one's ever done it since. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you nearly did it, didn't you? The the Scousers almost did it, but yeah. it's the last year. No, nah, yeah, fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lost to Watford or something, I think. Whatever, it? yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Reedy keeps them up, and he's then told the following season, we'll give you £500,000 per year, and up to a million to get Leeds back into Europe. So they've still got this massive ambition wow. that they can get straight back up there. Deluded. Yeah, crazy. Um Unfortunately, the following season, from week 10 of the Premier League, they never get out of the relegation zone. Oh, how did they even think they were going to get back up into Europe back then? I mean, they've sold all their best players. Mm-hmm. They haven't re-signed anyone. They've got Peter Reid as their manager. Yep. I mean, he didn't really pull up <laughs> any trees with, trees with Sunderland. I just, well, what is Risdale thinking? I mean, he must have just been playing championship manager or something. And yeah. just kind of just got, got delusional and just thought, oh, yeah, just give them money. If, if you just offer 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 him this much money, then yep. it'll motivate the players. Yeah, we'll, we'll shoot back up. And I think they they had to think like that because they gambled so much on, on the money they get from that kind of achievement. Yeah. Um, 
to bankroll the, the crazy way they were running the club. They were literally killing the club from the inside. Reed further distances himself from the fans by removing Eddie Gray, who was a Leeds legend at the time, and still uh, is. He was involved He was involved with the club way back to when they won the league, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, and he was such a humble person as well. He was 100% Leeds, um, yeah. and Reed removed him from the backroom staff, and that angered the Leeds fans, who actually said on uh, their Leeds Supporters Trust forum, Reed has put his neck on the line if he fails to cope without Eddie he's made himself a hostage to fortune wow that's a fancy quote. that isn't it? yeah just a bit through a, through a lead forum like <laughs> uh, it probably came out as hostage to fortune <laughs> yeah it's been paraphrased yeah it sounds bit. a bit less glamorous there do you think up there but do you think Reed got rid of him though or do you think it was like the back room the the staff like the Risdale or the higher ups no I think it was Reed at the time I don't think they got on as we'll hear in a second Reed doesn't really get on with anyone at the club Um, he's got that combatant personality hasn't he and um, I think he thought he was a lot better than he was yeah possibly yeah he he... tried bringing in Michael Gray at left back yeah you know what the hell's going on there (laughs) Unfortunately, Reed goes through the season, wins eight games all season, oh, loses 21, and they concede 79 goals. They reach a point where there's a must win against a lowly Portsmouth side who they're battling against for relegation, believe it or not. So they'll be, they'll be up for this game. Oh, then. yeah. You know, get a win against Portsmouth, take points off your nearest competitor. Yeah, of course. Head back up the league. Even if even if you can't win, at least don't lose. And yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if you do lose, maybe lose 1-0 in the last minute with an offside goal and you can moan about it. I'm sure that's what happened. Of course, yeah. Unfortunately, none of these options happen and Leeds are hammered 6-1. 6-1. Who loses 6... First of all, who just loses 6-1 in general? But who loses 6-1 to Portsmouth? What what made it even worse was, as I mentioned, one of Reed's spats comes against Mark Viduka who he suspends after a training ground bust-up, which Viduka reacted to, if you want to get relegated, stick with this fella. I didn't realise he was South Australian. Australian. <laughs> 100% Australian. Nailed the accent. I wouldn't pick a fight with Mark Viduka. I think he would ease the type of batter you first and yeah. ask questions later. Probably try and eat you. Yeah, Pete on the Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> shrimp on the Barbie. That was Sean Dundee's great <laughs> uncle there. Oh, Crocodile. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Ridsdale at this point is finally removed from the hierarchy at Leeds and a guy called Professor John McKenzie how can you go wrong with a professor heard of him yeah absolutely but I want to see if you've heard of him I I know his name's Professor John McKenzie how is he a professor professor of sandwiches of sandwiches yeah probably (laughs) I've had a bit of a stab in the dark there but I reckon that's right where did he come do we know where he came from or um, yeah, I did look it up, but it wasn't very exciting. They're basically, a lot of people that come into Leeds now are from um, administrative positions and okay. consolidating a lot of debt um, and keeping companies afloat. So I think there's a guy coming from Chelsea who'd organised the Abramovich takeover. There was a couple of guys from big banks that had come in that are used to dealing with you know um, limited companies and trying to sort out... Um, businesses that are going into administration, uh, basically. And I think this was that era, wasn't it, where people from outside of football, the business types, will come yeah. into the clubs and see it. It's more of a, like you mentioned earlier, all the money coming into the game, yeah. especially the Premier League, and they all wanted in on it, didn't they? There, there wasn't many um, 
there wasn't many football people coming in after this point. No, um, no, exactly. There wasn't many of like the Dave Whelan's left. Yep. Following um, players out of the club went Harry Kuehl, which... Oh, big loss. Yeah, straight away was, um, again, controversy over this transfer to Liverpool. The story is that Leeds wanted £7 million to cover a period where they needed that money in immediately to mm-hmm. keep them afloat for the next quarter. Mm-hmm. Um Liverpool find out that Kuehl wants to go and initially offer £7 million, Okay. as okay. well as United and Chelsea, who also offer that money. Then Kuehl tells everyone, including Australian TV, he only wants to sign for Liverpool. <laughs> Keeping his cards close to his chest. So guess what Liverpool did? Dropped the asking price by £2 million, down to £5 million. Smart. And after a lot of to-ing and fro-ing, realising that if they don't agree to it, they'll probably have a really angry player left at the club on massive wages. Mm. Leeds say yes. And Liverpool snatch him away from Leeds. In hindsight, though, five million probably was about five million too much. Yeah, he he wasn't the best signing. I think he scored about six goals the entire time he was there. But I mean, he was kept out of the team by was it Smeitzer, Smeitzer? Yeah, Smeitzer, Smeitzer. Yeah. Oh no, he did score in the Champions League final, Smeitzer. Oh yeah, but literally the goalkeeper caught it and then chucked it into the net. Well, you know, we still won it. Names (laughs) on a trophy. Can't take it away. Greatest European comeback ever. Um, So following him, Nigel Martin goes. Paul Ocon goes. Oh, they're doomed. Goodbye, Leeds. Slip through the net. Slip through the have. net. I wonder what position Paul Ocon. He, he sounds like he sounds like a midfielder to me, a central mid. He sounds like a David Batty type. Yeah, I think he was assistant kit man. <laughs> um, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> King of creases. Leave the memories alone. Uh, Michael Bridges goes. I think he went to Newcastle and. Danny, I think I'm a lot better than I was, Mills. Danny Mills. He played in the World Cup for England, if I remember rightly. Yeah, Mills. Um, i got a little note on him here. He has a falling out at Venables. As, uh, sorry, Readers it was at the at the time. Um, which saw him loan to Middlesbrough. That's where he goes. Loan he said, in two months I've gone from playing for England to being completely omitted from Leeds first team squad. I find it a slur on my character that the manager questions my commitment. This was at a time when England had like two right backs. You had Gary Neville, he was injured, so it was just like Danny Mills. Yeah. I Any, mean, anyone else? How many times did he play for England, even during that period? Probably, it probably would be something really surprising. It probably ended up being like 72 times. I think. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, it's quite surprising the number of caps. Do you remember Darius Vassell? It wouldn't surprise me if he had 80 caps. He just seemed to play like there yeah. was a period. Between like 2000 and 2006, where Darius Vassell would just seem to play in just every game. Every game I saw England in, on TV, he'd, he'd make an appearance. He had no neck. He had <laughs> no neck whatsoever, Darius Vassell. Yeah, that's a very little known fact about Darius Vassell. He had no, he yep. had, he had no neck. And he also, didn't he injure himself with a drill? <laughs> didn't he try and pop a blister with a with a drill? Was that, was that Darius Vassell? Yeah, he tried to... He had, a, he had a blister on his toe. Darius, if you're listening, if you want to corroborate this story. No, he had a blister on his toe and he tried to pop the blister. It was like an electric drill mm. and he ended up I, he ended up puncturing his foot or something or puncturing his toe. Well, well listeners, listener, Ad, if you want to look that up. You know why he did that? Because he got no neck. <laughs> So he couldn't look down properly to see what he was doing. It all makes sense now. Yeah, Darius see? no neck for the help. Yeah, he could never wear a tie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awful, awful career he had. Yeah. Poor lad. <laughs> the first game of the 0304 season, they draw two all with Newcastle. And um, 
I've actually got a funny um, soundbite on here from Alan Smith after that game. He scores in this game and he says at the end, I'm Leeds player. I'm proud to be so. I was born in Leeds. I've no intention of leaving club. This is where I want to play my football. I'm happy here. The only thing on my mind at the moment is doing well for club. What the hell was that? So obviously there's no way he's going to leave Leeds and uh, he'll play for them forever. And yeah. he definitely won't leave them and sign for arch-rivals Man United at the end of the season. Statue outside the club. Yeah, what a lad. What a lad. Well, it was their worst start to a season in 03-04 since the 81-82 season. And what happened that year? They got relegated. Oh, I can see where this is going. Foreshadowing that is Foreshad- what we call that in the business. Uh, the Leeds owner was now dubbed the Nutty Professor. Hilarious. Okay, just what you want at the helm of a football club. <laughs> yeah, for not sacking Peter Reid at the time. He kept kept going with him. Um, yeah, but he probably, to be fair, he probably would have had to pay Reedy off quite a lot. So, I mean, it's probably cheaper keeping him on. Well, funny you should <laughs> say that. He is eventually sacked, old Peter Reid. And um, yeah, and uh, as as we said, they bring Eddie Gray back to the club. Oh, Eddie, come and save us! Yep, and he tries to save him for a second season, but unfortunately, it just doesn't happen. At the at, at the time, though, um, the finances were becoming more and more prominent with Leeds, and administrators came in, and obviously, with it being a PLC, mm-hmm. all of their outgoings became public. Yeah, and had to be released. So. These amazing claims came out of what Leeds were spending their money on. So have a listen to this. £5.7 million went as compensation to old managers, including O'Leary and Venables. Wow. £70,000 on private jets for directors in one year. When Robbie Fowler signed for Man City, Leeds was still paying... Five hundred thousand pounds of his wages. Oh, what a club! What a club! And he wasn't even playing for them. <laughs> well, did Fowler do for Man City? Uh, I don't think he ever really did that great. Um, he never really wanted to leave Liverpool, but um, Julio forced him out. They they didn't get on. Oh, okay. And uh, he did okay for Leeds and City, but he never really regained the form he had back at Liverpool. He did eventually re-sign for Liverpool. Joined up with McManaman at Man City, didn't he? Yep. That's and, a random, um, random I think transfer. Was Rush there at one point as well? Man at City. Yeah, I was think Rush so. at Man City. I think so. No, he'd long retired by then, surely. I don't know. He played forever, didn't he? He was yeah, about fifty-seven by the time he retired. He's still playing now. Still had his mustache. <laughs> um, and weirdly, the best thing to come out of this report: twenty pounds a month on goldfish for Peter Ridsdale's <laughs> office. Wow, that is See? random. Twenty. 20- £20 a month? What yep. they hired the goldfish? Did they not own the goldfish? <laughs> I think they were buying more goldfish. They were just buying more yeah. goldfish, just keeping like, it topped up. Them Japanese fighting fish aren't cheap. <laughs> you know. They just didn't have any trophies, so they were like, just fell a goldfish. I imagine Ridsdale's office was like Scrooge McDuck in that big vault, <laughs> just full of gold full coins. Of... <laughs> yeah, he used to just dive into it every day and then like... Starts uh, swimming in it. Eventually he came in one day and it was just empty, just an empty fishbowl. That's all that was left. <laughs> so, near the end of this season, Leeds slumped to six straight defeats. They do beat Wolves 4-1 at home, who were a relegation rival at the time. And there was a faint glimmer of hope they might get out. They turn in the corner. But unfortunately, a poor run and a 2-1 defeat to fellow strugglers Portsmouth, again after the 6-1 hammering. Ouch. All but confirmed a relegation for mighty Leeds, unfortunately. Of course, Eddie Gray is binned off right at the end of the season. Thanks for all your work. ta 
So, to sum it up, Leeds were an ever-present in the Premier League, but they were now relegated to the Championship. The finances were a complete mess, players needed to be removed from the wage bill, and unbelievably, things got even worse. I think at that time, were they the biggest club to be relegated from the Premier League, do you reckon? I think so, yeah, because obviously... Since 93, teams had been relegated from the Premier League, but no one from that calibre. Remember, Leeds were champions before the Premier League. They were in European semi-finals. They'd finished in the top four or five, five or six years in in a row. Like you said, Champions League a few years earlier. I can remember Blackburn got relegated, didn't they? I think it was 1999, and they were champions in... 95? Yeah. But um, I'd probably say Leeds were probably, like you said, a much bigger club than, than... Dan Blackburn. Yeah. Oh, um, the Leeds have a much uh, richer history going back. I mean, they were the the, the, the team of the 60s, really, Leeds. Yeah, there's you know. all you always hear stories about Leeds, don't you? Going back in the day, all yeah. the plays they had. Jack Charlton. Billy Bremner. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, the mighty uh, Don Revy at the helm went on to become England manager. And then uh, Cluffy came in. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. 45, 50 days? 40. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Damned United. Great film. Um, so, what we'd do... We'll end this podcast here. What? What? Yes. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> when, when are we? When are we doing the next one? What we're going to do? We'll get the next one out as soon as we can. We're going to do it as a part two because, as I said right at the start, you think this is the end of it and nothing else exciting happens. But oh my god! Wow. Wait till part two leads the championship, League One administration, points deductions, owners getting arrested for fraud. Spoilers. Everything happens. This is a, this is a hell of a roller coaster. So stay tuned. Subscribe. Give us a like. Five star review. That's the only review we'll accept. Sean Dundee, Nick Barmby. They'll all be on. Paul O'Con, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. We'll have them all on. Um, and then yeah, follow us again for the next episode, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Cheers all.